0: Welcome to Maximize Your Social, actionable advice on how your business can maximize your social media presence. Now, the host of Maximize Your Social, social media author, speaker, consultant, and founder of Maximize Social Business, Neil Schaefer.
1: Hey everybody, this is Neil Schaefer. Welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Social. Do you monitor Twitter for opportunities I love the various opportunities that I find on Twitter. And recently, as being an author, I've been able to be extremely fortunate in having people actually tweet out, I just read Maximize Your Social, great book or what have you. It's something you can only do on Twitter because on Facebook and LinkedIn, it's hidden behind personal profiles. Google Plus, yes, some people are active, not as active as maybe on Twitter, but Twitter really is the open public forum. So whenever I see that, I always want to reach out and thank those people. Now, recently, I've had some professors say, congratulations, we just chose your book for our course. And serendipitously, one of those universities, and I plan on meeting all of them for the other ones that have adopted it that are listening to this podcast, I am in Orlando, Florida this week, which you probably heard about in my earlier podcast. And one of the universities is a university called Nova Southeastern University in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. If you're in Florida from the area, you probably know the university. In California, in all honesty, I didn't know about it. But then I realized they have a 30,000 students population. And they are the third largest independent university in our country, a major institution. But. More surprisingly, as I am here on campus, together with two professors of marketing that have adopted Maximize Your Social for the course, I realize how far in their curriculum of social media marketing that they have come. And it's been extremely impressive. Now, you know that I teach a course at Rutgers on Maximize Social Business. We have Dr. Jessica Rogers, who teaches at Southern New Hampshire University. I know the dean of the business school at University of San Francisco, which is another famous one. But Nova Southeastern University clearly has developed a course that I am really fascinated by, and I'd say it is right now at the cutting edge, the standard of where I think university classes should be in social media. And I learned all this just spending a few hours and talking with these two gentlemen. I'm going to have them introduce themselves before I get to the questions. Jim, we'll start with you. I'm uh, Jim Berry. I'm
0: a professor of social media marketing. I cover a variety of MBA classes in the subject, including uh, content marketing, social networking also for uh, the undergraduate class where we have sort of a similar series awesome
2: and John John Geronda I'm a professor of marketing at uh, Nova Southeastern University and uh, I also teach some of the courses here in social media marketing as well and uh, marketing principles as well as uh, some sales management courses and marketing management courses as well All right, so if
1: you read maximize social business which you obviously should be reading religiously you'll know that I just published this new Google plus challenge with using the CredSpark platform. And I created a blog post should social media professionals be tested for their aptitude. And I talk about the need of a social media MBA, how social media is mainstream in the business world. Yet it's taught at very, very few universities. I want to ask our professors here in Nova Southeastern, how they started not only realizing there was a need to teach social media here, but how did you work about convincing others internally on that need? And, obviously, say whatever you can in a, in a public forum here.
0: <laughs> want to start? Okay. Yeah. This is Jim Barry. I would say we really got into this in a big way about four years ago, and it was basically introduced as a supplement to our sales-based curriculum. We started realizing that some of the technologies used in sales go further than just CRM and should include, at minimum, the social networking experience you get through LinkedIn. That caught on fire to a point where the student population suggested that maybe we should include a broader-based course in just internet marketing, but internet and social media marketing in a marketing major. As we got into the marketing major and we started seeing our students getting up to 35 to 40 in a particular class, we realized that maybe it's time for us to roll out an MBA marketing concentrate that includes social media. So that brought in two courses. And then from there, we went to offering the first specialty as part of our marketing major called social media. That includes three classes now. So John teaches the first one, which basically gives our students an overview of internet marketing, search engine marketing, and social media. That moves into our second course, which is devoted strictly to content marketing. And then it wraps up into a course that uses Neil's book, which is how do you basically engage fans and build community surrounding that content. So we now stand with uh, six classes overall, starting from just an element of a sales course. And we did that in about uh, two and a half years.
1: That's an incredible story. Let me ask you, you probably, when you meet other people in the field, maybe at other universities, why should you have courses in social media? Isn't, don't the platforms change every month? And how do you respond to that? I have my own answer, but I want to hear how you, know, how you do. I would say that it starts with, it's, it's changed the framework for marketing
0: and it's a different mindset. So I would start with the transition we're making from outbound to inbound marketing and the role of content in place of cold calling. So starting with it just conceptually, I think that becomes more important than a changing platform. So as we introduce new platforms like Snapchat, Whisper, et cetera, it's easy to have that dovetail into a piece about developing content on a mobile platform. But the concept of having content on a mobile platform will probably stay constant. Mm -hmm. It turns out, I think in general, as we go from platform to platform, or let's talk about, for example, changing from organic feeds to pay-for-play feeds, that doesn't necessarily change how we want our students to embrace the role of content in terms of escorting their customers or in terms of uh, leveraging followers and connections to spread the word about your brand story. Anything you want
2: to add to that, John? Yeah, sort of to add to what Jim was saying, I think as far as the uh, individual platforms that are changing, we've seen that recently of more platforms becoming more and more popular and other ones maybe losing popularity. It's still important to look at some sort of universal need or universal themes that, that consumers are engaging in. So it's, it's still important. It's still very worthwhile to, to teach courses on social media marketing. Because I don't think, in general, the field is, is still going to be around. So,
1: in essence, social media now forms part of, the infras- part of the marketing infrastructure of corporations and part of the infrastructure of how consumers consume information, in essence, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why there, there is a need. Let me do the flip side. Why do your mm-hmm. students decide to take your classes on social media?
0: I would start out with the employment demands, especially here in South Florida, There's a huge demand for companies to step up to, especially content marketing. Also, I think companies are now beginning to embrace social media outside of just marketing and sales into some of the customer service ranks. And as they start to adopt the social business, they don't have too many folks to go to. I was going to add one more thing on the the last subject. Sure. I would think one reason why uh, social media has really been grasped in the academic field, it's just a manifestation of relationship marketing where we didn't have a chance to really play out relationship marketing in face-to-face type dialogues, but you have it today. I mean all the factors driving trust that you hear from the uh, practitioners in the field is exactly what we study in the academic world. It's called benevolence, customer orientation, shared values, transparency, communications, so what it's done is it's taken a model called relationship marketing and it's allowed us to walk
1: the talk. Awesome, so getting back to the students, so uh, the the, the, um, the job situation as being one driver. Any other drivers you see about their interest in social media or social media marketing?
2: Well, I think uh, as far as the students in general, sort of what Jim was saying, it, it does boil down to jobs and uh, employment and and kind of their own... You know, we, as companies and firms, we talk about return on investment. I think the students want to get a return on their educational investment. And so I think social media marketing is one way is one way to do that, to show a tangible field that's growing and popular and it and gives them a chance. And no matter what field they go into, I think you mentioned that earlier as we were talking before we started the recording of no matter what field you're in, having social media expertise can only enhance your marketability. Right, right. I
0: think you're seeing three disciplines really get subsumed under social media. Let's start with uh, public relations. So I think many students are finding that at minimum you better have a social media background Mm. to qualify for today's job description for public relations. And I would take the next one to sales. I mean, more of sales are being driven by content coming out of the marketing group to where they probably have more of the lion's share of dollars taking a customer down the sales funnel than what you saw traditionally. I think um, your third area really falls more under publishing. You know, a lot of people are coming up empty on getting jobs as journalists, but what they don't realize is that there's brand publishing. So companies are actually hiring their own internal publishers where they want marketing people to be more like journalists. That really is attributed a lot to a social media mindset.
1: Awesome, so you know, there, there's a need for the social media education, it's a natural, and there's a natural reason why your students are taking these courses. Now, obviously, a lot of undergrads, you also have grad programs. If I'm a working professional, I know that you offer some online programs. Do you actually offer some sort of course that I can take if I'm one of the listeners of this podcast and I wanna brush up on my social media?
0: Currently, we don't really offer a standalone course. We are considering, over time, the possibility of a certificate-type course. But we do have what's called the Hudson Institute for Executive Training, where we have a number of modules. One is more of a boot camp, three-day overview of uh, social media. That's one avenue. But I think it will take a little time before we have like a standalone course. Most of the demand we have right now is towards a bachelor's or an MBA marketing concentrate.
2: But the, the courses for that concentrate, they go back and forth as far as the availability of online, but they are offered online from time to time, so...
1: So, you know, there you go. If you have a a child that's about to enter college, if you're thinking about grad school, definitely, or you know someone that is definitely, you know, such a social media-centric education in three different courses, when most colleges or universities don't even have one single course, and they make it part of one course, you can see just how far ahead Nova Southeastern here is. So I hope you will consider them. I guess a final question. What is the most challenging of all the different social media things that you teach? What is the most challenging thing for your students to grasp?
0: I would start with what we were talking about earlier. Storytelling? I think the students really grasp a lot of the uh, technicalities of the social sales funnel, embracing uh, social networks in terms of fan engagement, distributing your content. Those fall more in the area of what I would call tactics. Mm-hmm. The challenge is twofold one, an overarching strategy. How am I using social media slash content marketing and search engine optimization? to just get more business from a strategic perspective. The other thing is we have talked about there are some concepts to improve an emotional connection with our customers that is difficult to teach. Edutainment, storytelling for example. It doesn't fit the typical exercise of a template or a graph and some students really don't grasp it as easily as classes where either that light bulb went on or it didn't go on. This is one where they have to understand there's a cultural mindset that taps more into emotion and it's not very tangible. I mean, other. Uh... Yeah,
2: I think some of the difficulty lies in not necessarily the concepts, but, and we've kind of, Jim and I have talked about this earlier, and, and it almost lies in the fact that students don't realize how much work actually goes into the social media marketing itself. Do you think of, of the actual, the perspiration, we called it, where the legwork that you have to put into it and continually updating your content and, be, and having fresh content. They kind of just want to, you know, do it once and then walk away and not touch it again. And I think that probably is the same, you know, for a lot of practitioners of so, in social media marketing too.
1: Now, you almost maybe answered the final question I wanted to ask you. Oh, sorry. Which is, no, 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 no. And you know I like to keep these podcasts, you know, down and dirty, short and sweet here. Is that was, you know, what what you think the students find hardest to grasp. What do you as professors find hardest to teach about social media? And it may be one and the same as what you just said, but I'm interested to hear if there's any difference.
0: The the sequence of um, topics. Where do you start? You know, I used to start with trying to give them platform understanding, but it's, It's difficult to get students to understand how a platform works without purpose. So then I went to purpose first, kind of telling them to bear with me as we roll out conceptually how you get customers to embrace this inbound marketing concept. And that doesn't work either because you're kind of holding them at bay, the nuggets of using social media until the end of the course. So the challenge a lot of times is like, what do you roll out first? And we finally, I think we nailed it with, you kind of give them a high-level overview of very advanced information that you say, over time, you're going to get a more enriched understanding, take them down the content trail, and then after all the content is done and sequenced and amplified, then we get them into, all right, now how do we get this out there, promote it, and activate our communities to where we get a greater following while we're rolling out our content. So I think just the sequencing that is a major challenge.
1: And Jim, you had mentioned that one thing you tried this year was throwing out the top trends of 2014 and just throwing it at them the very first day so that they have it somewhere in their mind that, you know, big data, video uh, and all that. Yeah, native advertising
0: and short form. And so we kind of give it to them with a fire hose up front so that at least they have the latest snapshot. They're going to be highly confused, might be over their head, but then it makes it easier for us to teach the rest of the course. So I don't have to get into the background of why everything is going mobile, for example.
2: Very mm, mm, true. John and me. I think most difficult sometimes is, is transitioning uh, students from sort of the entertainment value of what they've previously used social media for, you know, as a consumer and, and just using it for the entertainment purpose to kind of think of it and almost put the business hat on to try it. so that from myself, from perspective of teaching the course, I have to make sure to kind of try to emphasize and always bring it back to a practical business application. So I think that, yeah. And
1: I'd say that's the same challenge that I have as a consultant. That's the exact same challenge is that people get it from a personal, yeah. why should I follow people back on Twitter? Well, you're a business. You want to get noticed, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: I was going to add one more thing. You, you also have to walk the talk. So a big challenge we have is we have to have a lot of Twitter followers and LinkedIn connections. And, you know, we have to have a pretty high cloud score. If we don't have content that really shows results, you lose a lot of credibility. So there's a lot of time we spend walking the talk.
1: Now, uh, I'm going to finish off just by having you introduce, you know, your blogs, Twitter handles, where people can find you. Jim, I must say you had one blog post of uh, building a holistic social media strategy with this intense, you know, visual that I shared on Google Plus and Twitter and in my LinkedIn group and I know that it, a lot of people shared that so hopefully it gave you some traffic. It was a, it it, it was a brilliant piece but um, tell us about, you know, your blog and uh, where we can find you on Twitter so that we can add to some of those followers and I will say for those listening to the podcast that part of what they do as part of their class exercise is a lot of controlled experiments so we're talking about actually doing one together, Twitter chat together with their classes and students based on Maximize Your Social so hopefully if we do it but, uh, I'll let you all know and, and leave it open to the public and we'll see how far we can get with the experiment. But let's end it with, yeah, you know, definitely tell us where, where we can find you.
0: Well, my uh, Twitter handle is at Jim Barry, B-A-R-R-Y Jr. And I have a blog at blog.socialcontentmarketing.com. Awesome. That was Jim Barry and John Geronda.
2: It's uh, John Geronda. It's my Twitter handle is at John Geronda, which is to spell Gironda's G-I-R-O-N-D-A. It's J-O-H-N. And I'm also on LinkedIn as well. Awesome.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate the time. It's, it's really been incredible coming here and learning how far they get with, with their education. Just really fascinating conversation. I wish I'd recorded all three hours of it. But um, anyway, if you are in education, you know, at a university and trying to figure out how to work social media into your curriculum, I highly recommend that you connect with these two gentlemen and ask them about their experience. That's it for today. Wherever you are in the world, as I always say, make it a great day. Bye-bye, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to Maximize Your Social. We appreciate your iTunes subscriptions, ratings, and comments. If you would like to appear on the show or recommend content, please contact Neil Schaefer at neil at maximizeyoursocial.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.